shaking hands, yeah, applause, all that dignity and respect you all got for one another. A man like myself could use respect like that. You know, back during the early years of the summer of 63, back when comic books only cost a nickel, and televisions had dials instead of buttons. I had all my hair, I had all my teeth, and I was treated with the utmost respect by everyone. And now look at me, disregarded, disrespected like a nickel on the ground. And look at all you all comfortable there. You're all too comfortable, you know that? And you rely on it too much, you know? Back in my days, we used to walk to school in the snow, barefoot, uphill, and we liked it. Yeah. And you know, people used to ask me all sorts of questions back then, interesting questions when they didn't have the answers. And now you got all this fancy technology giving you the answers, sometimes making up the answers for you, you know? And you know cell phones aren't that great either. You know that, right? They're not. You don't need the internet in your pocket. You don't work for the president. You work at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Something else. Back in my days, movies were called books. If you needed entertainment, you could just head on down to your shelf. You didn't have to go down to the picture show. You could just pick out a book and read. Yeah. And you know, now I'm here nowadays, I got all these solar panels powering everything. And you know, back in my days, everything ran on diesel and good old fashioned American ingenuity. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's all going a bit too fast for me. You know, it's all this progress for the sake of progress kind of makes a guy like myself miss the days when he was needed, you know? Ah, well, that's enough going down memory lane. I can't keep the missus waiting. But you all whippersnappers remember, just respect your elderly and honor them from time to time, you hear? Oh, let me call you sweetheart, I'm in love with you. We give Tristan a hand again. Thank you, Tristan. Today we're honoring those who are older. Last time I spoke, we honored those who are young. Before that, we honored the generation, so this is kind of a trilogy, honoring the generations, honoring the young, honoring those who are older. So if you're over 40, this is for you. I wouldn't dare say honoring the old because no one would own up to that. You know, what used to be called nursing homes are now called rehab centers because no one will go to them. There's one nursing home in town that has a rehab entrance. We're just in denial of the traveling of time. Psalm 71 is written from the perspective of an aging psalmist, and it is a masterpiece if you put yourself in his shoes, kind of like Psalm 23 is a masterpiece if you put yourself in the fleece of a sheep. Here, put yourself in the place of an old 
aging person. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me, for you are my rock and fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually to you. Can I get an amen? I have become as a wonder to many, but you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies speak against me. And those who lie in wait for my life take counsel together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. O oh God, do not be far from me. O oh my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day. For I do not know their limits. We don't know the length of our lives. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. O oh God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I declare your wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O oh my God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation. Some translations add the word next. Your power to everyone who is to come. And the last paragraph of that psalm in verse 22 says, Also with the lute I will praise you. Where's my guitar? I'm going to worship you, Lord. And your faithfulness, O oh my God, to you I will sing with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you. And my soul, which you have redeemed, my tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded, for they are brought to shame who seek my hurt. I love the Psalms because they include lament and praise. Who knows? It's okay to lament sometimes. You're not complaining and whining and just spilling negativity. But you're going to God honestly with your hurts, your fears, your concerns, and you pour them out before him. And as you do, he brings revelation 
And here comes an epiphany. In one of the Psalms, David is lamenting, why do the wicked prosper? (laughs) Why are they doing so good? And while he's lamenting that, suddenly an epiphany comes. Then I went to the house of the Lord and remembered, I'm going to heaven and they're not. (laughs) My favorite verse from this chapter is verse 18. Yes, even when I am old and gray-haired, God, or bald-headed, do not forsake me until I have declared your strength to the next generation, your might to everyone who is to come. So he's lamenting the fact he's getting old and not wanting to the Lord to forsake him until he's declared his strength, his power, his joy, his fame to the next generation and everyone who is to come. Who wants to have that kind of attitude when they become an older person? Isaiah 46.4, God is speaking, even to your old age, I am he. And to gray hairs, or no hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear, I will carry and will save. We're talking about honoring those who are older. The Bible is rich with revelation for the young and the not so young. Commands to honor those who are older. You know, respect your elders is a biblical principle. Leviticus 19.32, the Torah in the law commands, you shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man and fear your God, I am the Lord. What does this have to do with fearing God? Well, old people represent God. Why? God is old. He's eternal. He has always been. Right? Paul told a young protege, Timothy, in chapter 5 of his first letter to him, verse 1, do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, with all purity. Disrespect in the elderly is... Not a good thing. In our culture, the modern Western culture, euthanasia is becoming a thing. Getting the old people out of here. But watch out, watch out. That's a slippery slope. You open that door, you open the door to a lot of things. In Belgium, doctors ending the life of a 30-year-old who was autistic. Slippery slope. We respect all life. From the womb to the tomb. Can I get an amen? Amen. Cure curses for dishonoring those who are older. Who knows? The Bible has curses that you do not want to receive for dishonoring those who are older. Isaiah 3 verse 5, in talking about what was going to happen to Israel if they didn't repent, this was going to be their condition as a nation. The people will be oppressed, everyone by another and everyone by his neighbor. It reminds me of the Days of communism in Eastern Europe. Your neighbors were informants. (laughs) The child will be insolent toward the elder and the base toward the honorable. This respect is going to reign. The Old Testament ends with this verse, that the prophet who came in the spirit of Elijah will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children 
and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. There is a curse on disrespecting our fathers. And, of course, there's a curse that comes when you provoke your children to wrath. In prison, there's somewhat of a demand for Mother's Day cards, but nobody wants Father's Day cards. Jesus Christ said, while rebuking the Pharisees, he quoted the Old Testament, For God said, Honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. Who's glad you're living in the New Testament? You can repent. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever I have that would help you in your old age, I guess it's implied here, has been given to God. I've already willed it to the church. He is not to honor his father or his mother. And by this you have invalidated the word of God for the sake of your tradition. The King James says you make the word of God of no effect by creating a loophole that if I devote my resources, my gold, my savings, my stuff to my religion, then I'm not responsible to help my parents. So I don't have anything left. Christ rebuked them for that. Now, your father may have been long gone, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I've done that. But we have fathers in our midst that are worthy of honoring. Spiritual fathers. Who's glad you have some spiritual fathers to befriend you, to pursue counsel from? Blessings for honoring those who are older. Who knows there's a blessing in honoring the older folks? Ephesians 6, Paul wrote to church in Ephesus, verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. That comes from the Torah, and the New Testament's quoting it. When we honor our parents, there's a blessing that comes to us. Things can go better. You can learn from their wisdom. Why, why relearn what your parents have learned? Why not just learn from them, right? Experience has been called the best teacher, but it's really not, because it leaves behind scars and regrets. The experienced are the best teachers. The ones that have the scars are the better teachers because you can learn lessons from them for free. And then long life has something to do with this as well. How did you make it this far in life? I remember a joke my dad used to tell that someone interviewed the oldest man in town and they said, sir, to what do you attribute your longevity? He says, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't chew, and I don't run with those who do. And I stay away from wild women. Well, sir, how old are you? Well, if I live to my next birthday, I'll be 97. So are you really the oldest man in town? He says, no, there's a guy down the road. I think he's older than me. So they went to see him and said, sir, do what do you attribute your longevity? I smoke, I drink, I chew, and I run with those who do, and I love me some wild women. Well, exactly how old are you? Well, if I lived on my next birthday, I'll be 57. <laughs> now, this subject comes up 
There's people denouncing honoring those who are older because they've not been honorable in their own lives. Like they need, they need to be disrespected because they disrespected me or I don't need to honor my parents because they provoked me to wrath. And you hide behind their sin to justify your sin is dodging the blood of Jesus anyway. Who knows that's not a good thing. So this verse applies in Peter's first letter that if evil has been done to you by your forefathers, by older people, we are not to return evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. So there's a blessing that comes when honoring the dishonorable. (laughs) Your daddy may be in prison and deserve to be there. But you'll be blessed if you communicate with them. I went through a difficult season with my parents. We left the denomination, so it was a great disappointment for them. They did not understand. They came around over the years, but there was a rough patch of years. And I said, Lord, how can I honor them? And he gave me 12 things to do. And this is a picture of my journal. Sorry for my chicken patch. Chicken scratch. There's a difference. Chicken scratch in the patch. So this is in my journal. And I devoted myself to this. And God is my witness. He empowered us to do these things. Yvette was right there with me. Never speak evil of them ever. Never return reviling for reviling. Seek out ways to communicate regularly. It was a weekly phone call. Do not forget special days. Now, they came back from the mission field and moved 900 miles away from where we were living. So it was a difficult thing to have a relationship with them because of what they did. All their kids were in Texas. They did that because they wanted to be over there. So anyway, so... It would be Father's Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, Mother's Day, birthdays, anniversary, Christmas. Any excuse for a card, we tried to remember those if they were significant to them. We devoted ourselves to these. And tell them you love them. So anytime I communicate to them, we said, we love you. We disagree, but we love you. We pray for them daily. Just prayed for them. We built them up. And we taught our children to respect them. So they never really knew much about the conflict. We forgave them for misunderstanding us. And we went to see them once a year. By golly. We did. 900 miles each way we drove to Atlanta to see my parents. And those first few years we'd be up to 2 a.m. Him just lambasting me. Not understanding until he would vent out all this stuff. And the Lord gave me a phrase. You know, who knows if God will give you a, a word? And the phrase was, actually it was two phrases. Dad, the story's not over for any of us, including you and me. And then this one really hit home with him. The day will come when you will know you have not failed as a father. That's what it was all about, thought he'd failed. His peers might look down on. So the story's not over for any of us, and the day will come when you will know you have not failed as a father. And I would say that after he had been it for a while. I didn't dare say it too quickly, and it would seem to calm things down. 
We just forgave them without them ever asking for forgiveness. We showed gratitude always for all their hard work and care. Anytime they, they did anything for us, we were grateful. And we thanked God for them. Sometimes it felt like a sacrifice of praise, but we did it. And when we disagreed, we were firm but kind. And we were always available to comfort and console them. When their church burned down, we were there to comfort and console them. And when their church fired them, which never happens in their denomination. We welcomed him to come see us and I even let him preach for us. And he used, my dad was an orator, dynamic speaker. And he never embarrassed me or, you know, lambasted us. So, here. So, these things pay off. And so, I was blessed in the long run. And I'm here today. These happened in the years before, after I closed a church. Boy, boy, did I hear it from them. See what happens when you leave the truth. Because they were the only ones going to heaven. But so, something about this made me a better man so that I could become a pastor, I guess. So God was good. So he blesses us. Those who are older have wisdom to offer. Who knows? They have wisdom. They've been, I've mentioned this already, they've been through the school of hard knocks. They've got some wisdom to offer. Job said this in the book of Job 12, 12. Wisdom is with aged men. And with length of days, understanding. You know, after his trial was over, he lived a long time. And he had learned some lessons. Proverbs 16.31 says, The silver-haired head is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. There are fools in the world, not calling anybody a fool. But there's no fools like an old fool. I tell you, in, in our day in which we live, just Google those who are over 80 who are succeeding. It is hundreds of names, and some of them are up to no good and being successful at it, in leading the world astray. I could say some names, and then your mind would go there and wouldn't hear anything else I said. So the silver-haired head, I don't know about the bald head, is a crown of glory if it is found in the way of righteousness. And Proverbs 20, 29, the glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their gray head, if it is found in the way of righteousness. Now, I do have one story in the Bible about bald heads. When Elisha took Elijah's place, apparently he wasn't a young guy, or he had premature baldness. So the beginning of the chapter... Elijah gives him his mantle and rides on a chariot, fiery chariot with horses, up into the sky and disappeared. And Elisha took that mantle and began to perform miracles. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And healed some water with salt and some other amazing things happened. But by the end of the chapter, it's youths, it's teenagers. They began to mock him, saying, go up, old bald head. Go up, old bald head. I don't know if they were taunting him to say, hey, Elijah can fly. Why can't you? I don't know what they were doing. Elisha spoke a harsh word to them, and she-bear came out of the woods and wounded all of them. Scratched them up bad. So that was somebody mocking someone who's bald. All right. Honoring those who are older. Those who are older still have great potential. 
You're not all washed up. You're not all done for. You're not a banana peel away from ending it all. You're not taking up space. You're not a useless vagabond or a burden to society. You're a human being created in the image of God who still has a purpose on this earth. Never look down on yourself or your age. It is a crown of glory. In Africa, when someone calls you old man, you say, thank you. It is a word of honor there. Those who are older still have great potential. So we're going to look at some older Bible heroes and some older other heroes. First, the Bible heroes. Noah was 600 when the flood came. Now, he lived pre-flood, so those guys live longer. When Job's trial came, he was around 70. Abraham was 100 when Isaac was born. And uh, Isaac, I think, was around 30 years old when that sacrifice on the mountaintop came along. Sarah was 90 when he was born, so she's 120 when her boy was going to be offered up as a sacrifice. Abraham outlived her, married a woman named Keturah, and had six more sons. Isaac lived to be over 130. Jacob was 74 when he went to Egypt and was restored with his son, Joseph. Joseph lived to be close to 110. What a significant guy who was great as a young man and did great things as an old man. Moses was 80 years old when God called him to let my people go. Aaron was older than him, and Miriam was older than them. Joshua was 82 when he took over from Moses. Caleb was 85 when he said, give me that mountain. He wanted real estate that was in the form of a mountain that was inhabited by giants. Naomi, we do not know how old she was, but she was a mother-in-law to Ruth. And help Ruth make the connection. Jehoiada, the priest, lived to be 130. Served during multiple kings' reigns for righteousness. Daniel started out as a young man, but he lived through his 80s doing amazing things. He made, I think he was an old man when he was thrown in the lion's den. Zachariah and Elizabeth, it doesn't say how old they were, but they were advanced in years when God blessed them with the son that they raised that we know of as John the Baptist. Simeon and Anna were senior citizens who were blessed to meet the Christ child. Anna was at least 84. It says she was a widow of 84 years. Either she was 84 or it was 84 years since her husband died. Anyway, she was old. Lois was the grandmother to Timothy. Her and her daughter Eunice helped raise this guy. They were Jews. Timothy's dad was not, and Timothy became a mighty man of God, pastor of the church in Ephesus eventually. John the Apostle lived to be close to 93. In his elder years, they said, or legend says, 
that he was old and frail, but that when he would come to church or to an assembly, they would get him up in front of the people, and this is all he would say, love one another, love one another, love one another. That guy wrote five books in the Bible. Now, other older heroes, history is full of older people who did significant things. Noah Webster published his comprehensive dictionary, the first American, real American dictionary. He published it when he was 70 years old. Benjamin Franklin was 70 years old when he signed the Declaration of Independence. Boy, did we benefit from his wisdom. Peter Mark Roger completed his first thesaurus. Who's ever used a Roger's thesaurus in writing? You don't want to repeat the same adjective, so you look up that word and see other ways of saying it. He was 73 when he completed his first one. Who's heard of Laura Ingalls Wilder, the Little House on the Prairie books? My third grade teacher used to read them to us while we put our heads on the desk and fell asleep. She published her first book at 64 years of age. When 59 years old, Ray Kroc purchased his first food stand. And then through acquiring an invention of a milkshake machine, McDonald's was born later. After turning 62, Harlan David Sanders... Founded KFC, 62 years old. And when he got his first Social Security check, he invested it in his company. After turning 71, Golda Meir became the first woman prime minister of Israel, and only woman prime minister of Israel, their fourth prime minister, 71 years old. And at 75, after serving prison for a long time, Nelson Mandela was voted in as president of South Africa, and he was, he was a good one. Now, we live in a day when senior citizens are in positions of high power, are they not? Twice I've gotten this survey. It says, answer yes or no. Should presidential candidates over 75 take a cognitive test? And it wouldn't accept my answer, but here was my answer. Anyone over 35 should be given a cognitive test. Because there's no fool like a young fool. We don't need ageism in our government, right? Those who are older often need wisdom too. They just do. I had the responsibility of reading these two verses to my parents more than once. My mother took it to heart. My dad didn't like these verses. She would read it out loud to herself. Psalm 49, 4, Lord or Yahweh, make me to know my end and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. And in Psalm 90, verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So while I'm up here wanting to pump up those who are older, you can do it. Do it with wisdom. I had to tell my dad, stop making plans while you're sitting down. Stand up and make your plans. He said, why, son? I said, sitting down, you think you're 18. 
Standing up, you remember you're 80. <laughs> Keeps you in touch with reality. So we all need wisdom. Wisdom from the young, wisdom from the old, wisdom from the not so young, wisdom from those who are older. Those who are older can still represent God. In Daniel 7, God is called the Ancient of Days three times. That's old. Worthy of honor. And in conclusion, those who are older are paving the way for others. They're going before us. They're worthy of honor. The bridges we build for others, we may need someday. So in honoring people, it's not just opening the door for them, but it's helping with systems that serve them. The wheelchair you make, you may ride someday. Kind of like that. The bridge you build, you may need someday. This is called the Golden Bridge, pedestrian bridge in Vietnam. I thought it was a, a phenomenal metaphor. As we hold others up, we're blessing ourselves. When we love our neighbors as we love ourselves, the scriptures do not say, love your neighbors yourself unless they're older than you. Love them all. There are some people that are cantankerous, and the only way you can honor them is just stay out of their way. There's a story there why people are the way they are. Let's pray. Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that every older person here, above 40, would know they're loved, they're blessed, and that they are valuable. And that, Lord, the ideas they have has significance. The dreams they dream are important. And, Lord, may we as individuals, as citizens as brothers and sisters, as sons and daughters, glean what we can from those who are paving the way for us to walk. In Jesus' name, Lord, let us be a model to those who are younger. And Lord, we want to always be faithful to give you the praise and the honor. The psalmist ended Psalm 71 with, with the loop, I will praise you and your faithfulness, O oh my God, to you. I will sing with the harp, O Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you, and my soul which you have redeemed. My tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought to shame who seek my hurt. Lord, we thank you that our victory is in you. Amen. There's nothing worth more that will ever come close nothing can compare you're our living home your presence lord i've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone
are changed when we do what you say. An awareness of your presence is encouraging, but our lives that need to be changed are changed by your leadership. Thank you, Lord, for leading us personally in our own lives with the inward witness, with the gifts of the Spirit, with dreams and visions, with promptings to do your will. Lord, I pray in this, for everyone in this room above 40, especially us, Lord, that we would obey your Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I ask you to heal hearts that have been hurt, men and women that have felt disrespected because of their age. I pray, Lord, they would lift up their heads and walk in the righteousness you've given them. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for victory. I pray, Lord, you'd heal hearts, disappointment. Lord, take the pain away from the disrespect. We do not want to deny the reality, but Lord, we want to deny the lordship of pain. We walk free in you. Give us wisdom in relating to the elderly and in relating to the disrespectful. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless and keep your people. 
cause your face to shine upon them and be gracious to them. Lift up your countenance upon them and give them your peace. And everybody said, God bless you. Go get them, tigers.